spoke all night. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label Full Stop Bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free streaming there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it'd be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Hi guys, Andy N, Spoken Label. Back in the house, I'm on Zoom again tonight, and I'm going across the seas again to Ireland. This lovely, lovely, got a lovely lady on the side on Zoom later tonight. This is the third person the trot spoke by Ireland, actually, would you believe? And she doesn't know that. <laughs> so, just spoke to a young lady the other day from uh, oh, Bantry Way, and I've just spoke to a young gentleman the other night called Paul McManara, who I think Anna might know actually, because he contacted me after I contacted Anna to see it on Facebook. So, Anna. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks a million for having me. Um, my name is um, Anna Jordan. I'm a founder of the spoken word movement in Ireland called Mod Words. And um, that started five years ago. And um, then it, it originated, it kind of started off as an open mic and developed um, into something massive and uh, kind of started working nationally. So I Start, founded a, a festival which um, is going to be in its oddest fourth year this summer online <laughs> and it's a yeah. spoken literature festival you know take, uh, us back to, take us back then to the beginning then when you started up as a creative person did you start did always come when you were very young then did it or did it come a bit later on yeah it well it's kind of i think a lot of us are born this way you know and um um, some of the, some people like I feel like I I could never be anything else but myself. <laughs> so I I think I tried a few different uh, personalities over the years, but they obviously made me very unhappy. Didn't work out at all. So um, yeah, I think I've been writing since I was small. Um, I um, started winning a few competitions when I was in primary school, and then like absolute messer in school wasn't really like made for it, you know. And then when I was in secondary school, I, I don't know, I I, I think uh, there was one or two teachers that believed in me. So um, that was great. That really helped. And then obviously I kind of stepped away from the arts, um, but I always went back to them. I used to be an actor and I used to try and write. But then I kind of, again, wasn't very happy with uh, not getting parts and plays and stuff. So I started writing my own. <laughs> Way, isn't it? That's the best way of looking at it. I'm a firm believer in that. You can't get what you want. You write what you want then, basically. So. Make it yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So we the, the, the DIY the approach. <laughs> Do it yourself. Yeah, totally. so. yeah, it now, is. So that's... Where does all your poetry come from, mate? I know, obviously, like you said, Mod Words is still its fifth year now, straight away, isn't it? So 
were you writing, were you active in your poetry performing before that then? Did it all lead to that? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. No, I used to be in, um, my, I used to be um, in writing classes when I was a kid. I always had an obsession with it. And my mother was quite artistic as well, you know, so she would have brought us around to all her kind of artistic events. And um, uh, it just was in me. I used to be watching shows and plays and just wanting to be jealous, just wanting to be up there. I wanted to be part of it, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I don't think I, I really, I, I started playwriting when I was always a poet. I always wrote poetry and stuff and it was definitely always who I was you know and then I started playwriting probably in about 2007 and continued that for 10 years or something Wow! and then you know so and then it was always spoken word and poetry but like trying to find people to be interested in it with you at the time and it wasn't like it is now you know so I started it's like it is here it's completely different because I've been active on the artists in Manchester in 2007 myself. I know what it's like. It's changed a lot. And I bet Ireland, Waterford have been exactly been the same. <laughs> well, it's taken the um, elbow pads out of it. Do you know, everything with poetry was, um, It even <clears throat> even when I hear the word poetry, I, my heart feels a bit tight because you think of people that are into poetry and like there, there wasn't so much freedom of speech than it was people talking about a lovely lawn or flower, you know, oh, and yeah. um, it was kind of really posh. So when I started out in Watford, um, freedom of speech um, through words, and it just started, it was, the people had crawled out from under rocks. So I went to, I had the, the second open mic that I held, there was like a hundred people there. <laughs> I didn't know what, I didn't know, oh, wow. people were dying to speak, you know, post-recession, you know. Wow. It just shows you, doesn't it, that what you can, what sort of exposure you can cause sometimes, the ripple effect of that in realising sometimes. Well, that's, I was surprised it wasn't touched because I started to try and make shapes probably around, I don't know, many years before that. But then I kind of found myself in a marriage and I had two kids really, really close together making a three. And I, then mm. I went up on my own, you know. So, like, um, I started and then, I don't know how many years later, six or seven years later, nobody had touched it still. So like when I kind of found that I had a bit of free time, I just grabbed it and people were happy to join in. <laughs> so well, you were lucky then, basically, weren't you? So yeah, completely. Now, obviously, like you said, then, oh, you're, you're a Republican by trade, aren't you? So do you find that you have to manage all your time really well for your creative stuff then? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, there's, there's certain times that I... I can I have to put everything into a pigeonhole when I can hold events and when I can do things and there's a lot of work around that as well and children and uh, working full-time jobs I, I work freelance as well so yeah I, I like to be busy so it suits me yeah you, know? you told me before when you've done a lot of work for mental health, mental health sector haven't you so well so yeah, yeah, how about that then so um, I would work freelance doing creative writing or whatever and um, mental health is always something I was interested in and I kind of went back to college last year and I studied a little bit how to be qualified to work in that area instead of just working there, you know. And um, so I would work with a mental health um, group in Shine Discovery in Waterford. It's like a radical way of thinking of recovery through mental health and learning to live with it, really. Like, And yeah, we're not sure, sitting down on Monday morning in a room full of like, what turned into a men's group really it was great and we all just have the crack and oh, yeah. chat away and just write and just start our week well and then I would work with them 
Tintoine Housing Association, which we raise money for every year, which is a kind of everybody busks for a day at Christmas and all the money goes towards um, Tintoine Housing Association. So it's like temporary housing and recovery for oh. women and children and families. Brilliant. So Brilliant. Go in there. Yeah, it always works. You have to be careful where you put your creative right trying to play on the surface of things. Yeah, so, yeah, completely. Now, obviously, you told me before that you've done some work with the homelessness as well, haven't you? So, as um, yeah. an, an activist artist, you call yourself. I like that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell us about that as well, then. So, that's it. As I mentioned, Buscade, myself and two other friends of mine, Tyke Williams and uh, Derek Flynn, um, we set up this thing in Waterford called Buscade. So it's the Saturday generally before Christmas um, where the whole city of musicians come together and people busk from 11 o'clock in the morning to 7 or 8 o'clock at night and there's buckets shaken around them and we just raise loads of money for um, for this, for homelessness, you know, and we raise awareness and stuff, you know, with that, with that's really once a year. That takes loads of work, but it's only one day then. Do you know the usual carry on? <laughs> I can believe it. What's the situation like with the homelessness in Waterford? Because I know when I was up there ten years ago, I saw loads yeah. of them myself, Johnston. Yeah, well, do you know what? Up and we were making progress big time. Our organisations in Waterford are incredible. They're on the same page. They have a building where they have all the different organisations that set up into the one place, so people don't have to run here, there, and everywhere. And up until up and since last now everything's changed in the world but last christmas was the first time that there was no homelessness in Waterford. everybody was housed wow you know, there is some people but now it's changed you know everything's going to change now you know so we'll watch it again but the organizations i can say we're really really proud in Waterford of the the people that are working to make this not disappear but make people comfortable give them with respect recovery programs whatever you can do you know? Brilliant. I know in Manchester, unfortunately, I'm not going to get involved in politics here. I know in the last few years it's got really bad on Central Manchester House. Yeah. The stories I could tell you that break your heart. That's why. Yeah, yeah, but as you said before, there is people always trying to fight and help all the time. That's why I respect people like yourself and have done good charity work like that because you're trying to make a difference. That's something to be proud of straight yeah. away. <laughs> they have this, um, they're, I think what they, they're trying to do, which is very low, far behind in Ireland especially it's just um, it's respecting the drug users and the people that find themselves in this situation nobody wants it you know you're not born wanting this and just just I think people who have drug problems should probably should be minded and respected a little bit more um, if you give someone kindness they'll they can be anything they want you know yeah yeah um, no I get you completely no I agree with you mm. uh, straight away with that so I said, I want a bit more interested down on a different topic as well. I know you've done a lot of work as a freelance festival programmer as well on a different topic. Yeah, should this tell us about that? I want to know more about that because tell us what that involves and what who you've done who you've done the work with for. I think it involves a level of OCD. I think it does. <laughs> it does and madness and. Oh, yeah. um, yeah that's it no I just I, I what I was doing is when I started out mad words you know I was also working with um I also found myself working with uh Waterford Walls which is mm. our it's murals and paintings all around Waterford you know I think it was the first one in Ireland and I've ended up just volunteering and helping out and I just learned so much you know I just learned so much so it kind of gave me some tools and um, so when I did have to go on and 
think about setting up my own festival, which is something I never would have a clue with. But um, we've got another organisation in Waterford called Spree, and it's an annual um, festival, street art festival. You know, so it's um, performances on parades, on streets, all this kind of stuff. It's a wonderful art. So I would have been with them since 1998, just volunteering, getting involved in things. So I just, you don't know how much you're learning when you're around people that do things really well. Yeah, yeah, so when I came to, yeah, when I came to, um, and I obviously would have like grown up in a pub, so learning to knowing how to run a business was there in me from my parents' example, you know. So by the time it came for me to have an opportunity to run my own festival or think about running my own festival, I was kind of equipped with a few tools that I picked up along the way. And I'm not afraid of work, you know. So it just kind of came together. First year was... Um, very uh, beautiful and raw, you know, second year. And as I went on and as I'm going on, I just seemed to be growing more into this. And then I started getting other jobs here, there and everywhere because people knew I could do something. They always say, if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. So, yeah, that's um, true, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got, your, you got a reputation slowly over time, didn't you, the more you did those sort of things? Yeah, well, you kind of, I think it's important to um, be tough on yourself as well. So of course. you kind of have to... <laughs> You have to keep going upwards, you know. No, no, Try and get things better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And that's why I was led into Modwords, done it in your Modwords festival, didn't it? So I was quite impressed when I read that Modwords is on now. You've got you've got a cork branch as well, haven't you? So. Oh, we did actually, because oh, two that, of the girls. No, no, that's oh. two of the girls that would have been in my groups and um, writing classes and stuff like that. They obviously went to college, you know, and they hmm. decided to bring, they didn't want to leave it go. So um, they'd set up Modwords in Cork as well. So I was kind of half thinking, um, will I start spreading it out? But then they, that ran for about a year or so up in Cork. And then um, I was happy to kind of actually keep it in the one spot in Waterford. And the whole idea about it is kind of like, um, for a lot of entertainment, you have to go to Dublin and Galway in Ireland and Waterford's often forgotten so i'm stubborn out and it's like no they can come to us, <laughs> That's true. Come I, could, to us. I can yeah. remember that i can remember that when we toured ireland the van did and we came through where we always remember waterford airport and oh, i remember that, being, that was a small airport <laughs> i know it's like a, i don't know what it is <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like a hotel it's like an airport out of father's head oh yeah i'm glad you said that <laughs> Cause I know, yeah. I know when it was landing. I thought you could hit a sheet. <laughs> That's it all, really. The plane. I know. Off. That's I know. exactly what it's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know. Like I said, but yeah, I certainly get you. You're getting out there a lot of it. Like you've done so much work, haven't you? Really. So, and um, you've just done poetry day in Waterford, haven't you? Which is obviously poetry in Ireland on the 30th of April. Yeah. So I work. Um freelance you know I kind of bullied mm. my way into the arts office you know? <laughs> you being, being around so much that like they're like well I'll just give her a job to make her quiet you know so it's I would have been um I was my, my third year running poetry in Waterford you know and uh, I had done some work on it already because I knew how much work was coming up for me um for the rest of the year it's all gone now like <laughs> um, for the rest of the year yeah and so I started early on it so I had some of the work done but like I brought it up and I put it online and it was it was literally a day-long event till that night and people again overwhelmed by the amount of people videos people sent in and written word which I think is as important as the videos that people 
because some things some people don't like that some people like to read the poetry as well you know yeah, so, yeah, of course and then some a bit of music and it, I, I teamed up with our local media team what in your pocket and frontline productions and um like it was really great we whatever tiny 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 bit of the budget that was left we put it into making this a good day and i had acts like emmett Kerwin and stephen james smith and david jackson and really good names that are in ireland at the moment you know and they joined in as well which i was really happy with you know real community country pulled together kind of thing yeah yeah same thing a lot the situation we get we get it just makes you glad we've got the internet nowadays because we don't have the internet but i think the country have been pulling themselves to pieces like england is what we're going crazy i wonder like, what we do well, yeah, probably, probably, we like the Spanish flu, probably like the Spanish flu was in 1919, where yeah. people probably just couldn't leave the house and all just died in the masses. Probably yeah, it does make you wonder, yeah. certainly. That was, yeah, that was the thing. But like, if we didn't know it existed, we wouldn't miss it, you know. Um, yeah, that was that's very like tragic. Like, this we are we are we are blessed, we're so lucky to have um online technology now, you know. We really, really are for many, many reasons, you know, but just the communication, like I go on it, I go out, I've never like properly drank with my mother in my life before, you know, but all me and my three sisters and my mother go on mm. piss on Zoom or Messenger or whatever on Saturday night now, you know, like, so well, I've never, like, it's, it's, we're, we're opening things up as well, which is good, you know. Yeah. And almost my, my partner, Amanda, her younger sister's birthday was a couple of weeks ago, just after it started. We had an online Zoom birthday party for her, me, Amanda, and her sister, and her sister's husband. And the four of us got drunk on two different locations. There's oh, that sounds great fun. It is great fun, you know, and Strange. like you get, you just get to go away when you want to and go to bed. Like there's none of this trying to get a cab home. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, get drunk yeah. and you only have to like stagger up a quick hallway into bed then. Yeah, you then, don't. I just lean over on the couch and go have a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, like. I always like to ask Anna people, obviously, Anna next is, what do you have coming up and stuff? But it's very hard to judge at the moment, isn't it, with what, what situation we're in. Well, so, do you know what I'm looking at now is I have the festival in July, Moderates Fest. Now, I got the dates wrong um, and put it into all the magazines, which doesn't matter now because that's grand. So I think it's 11th and 12th of July. But I've made promises to people already, and I, I, I want to keep that, you know, so... Um, this year, um, with whatever grant I got, I offered to uh, a small bursary of, I don't know, a couple of hundred quid, not nothing massive, just someone to go off and write something for me. And then I, because I'd be in partnership with all the businesses in Waterford and put it on the place. But I'd still like to think outside the box now, you know, and maybe honour everybody who I've invited to be involved with it already. And then we'll, we can do it. Like, like um, Poetry Day and all these online events are really really um working you know so i'd like to do that and then culture night is something by september um this culture night every september like and i generally run that as well in waterford and um like i regardless if we are a little bit more free or out and about a bit people's confidence is not going to be there and we will still have to go online regardless we'll have to do both forever now so every festival that's on now we'll have to do it online <laughs> i know i know oh, i know what you mean everything. Do you know? <laughs> same boat because i can i co-run like a quite a well quite a good literature of night night in manchester and yeah. when it gets going again because we used to get 60 people in this small room all the time and i know mm -hmm. when things pick up again we'll probably have to do it to 15 
and a month from there. And then perhaps an online one to cover for everybody else. I just know what's going to happen. <laughs> you but, do, don't. I think that it, it would be very, very fair if um, like a lot of um, spaces should be brought outside. And I know our weather in Ireland and England um, isn't predictable at all. And it's often wet and cold. But like I think marquees are the way forward, you know, and open things with some heaters and stuff, you know. So yeah. it's, it's outdoors with the air going but still yeah. we have to think that we have to think around us you know yeah um Great. we have to change our entire way of living you know which we will eventually i think in human nature we adapt to things as we go along don't we so yeah i agree with you completely there Anna. so definitely so mm. good luck with it so if people want to find out more about you where are the best going pardon sorry if people want to find out more about you where are the best going Oh, to find out more about yeah. me as a person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your writing, um, yeah. My writing, oh no, I don't really, I kind of left it uh, behind and did it on private. Just everything got so much, took off. So um, yeah, you can find some of it online. I have like um, a ModWords page on Facebook and um, there's another page called Mod Hearts poetry posts which I just developed a little while ago so people post up their stuff in the wall and I have some stuff there I kind of decided a couple of um recent well in the past two years when I started gathering all my work that I wasn't really gonna print a book because mm -hmm. um online is everything so I used to just post things on Facebook and boost it and it goes throughout the world <laughs> that's what I do that's what I do yeah. to myself like it's, I, yeah. I'm very careful what I publish on the on the internet. So I like to the magazine, the journals. But I do sell yeah. quite, uh, some stuff. I think suitable on Facebook myself and the net as well. So just use it to communicate. Definitely. So Facebook gives out shit as well, though. It doesn't let you post anything political or anything like that. Oh, I can't do that, Michelle. I'll tell you why in a minute. <laughs> That's why I'm not well, allowed. I've been to... banned a few times. <laughs> well, not quite. I'll tell, I'll tell you off mic in a minute. So <laughs> not can talk yeah. about okay. it on here why right so anyway anna that's all my questions here so want to do a few poetry in a few minutes when we take a quick break yeah right yeah see sure you. Around, then, everybody we're back in two minutes Spokenly. hi guys okie dokie straight over to anna i know she's gonna do four poems for us today over to you anna yeah thank you so much um yeah, I'm going to do four pieces. Um, and the first one I'm going to start off with is a piece called Mother's Goodbye Letter to a Dirty Face. And it, it was um, a poem that I put into a, a play. And it's actually quite sad, but it's, um, it's not as well, you know, so you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. So this is Mother's Goodbye Letter to a Dirty Face. And I'm Anna Jordan. Wake up. You're nearly there. On to the next bit, the next hit of life. Because as much as you think that it's only you, it never is. Someday, you'll be a whiz at this. Someday, but until then, open the door for everybody. Absolutely everybody. Give up your seat if you're able, most of us are. Own up if you must, because it gains trust. If you are in love with the unlove, set the rest free. Help clean up after a party. Send random flowers and texts and letters. It will keep the better bright. Because baby girl, I knew a lot, but I got dark. Don't get dark. Smile for others when you can't do it for yourself because they might need it too. 
Respect others' taste in music as everybody believes that theirs is the best, even if you do not. Do not talk about politics unless you are willing to take action because it's an empty fight. Respect your family, bruises and all. Most of us are black and blue, but the best of, us, best of the bold is worth fighting for. Forgive, it's never easy. But don't confuse unforgive with stubbornness. Take care of your teeth. They don't live the same life as you do. Eat what you want. People need to eat. Be proud of yourself. Make others proud of you. And when you find out how to make other people proud of your gifts, gifts rather than jealous, share your secret with the world. Flirt with alcohol and narcotics. Just don't date them as you'll wind up marrying them and then the devil has you. One could be anything they want with cash. Your true testament is when you have none. Know the workers from the lasers, the talkers from the truthers. And just because people talk well, it does not make them right. That includes you. Donate. Donate to the shaking bucket because they are standing there for free. Don't give up on somebody because they are terminally ill. It is worse for them on levels that you will never understand. And don't forget that only the lucky grow old. By gifts at Christmas. Even if it is only chocolate, anything you wrap is fabulous. If you are broke, make something from buttons, bottom top, bottle tops and whatnots. Because it's your time, really. And really, that's all we have. Time wraps up our every effort. So spend it well, little girl. Caught in a whirl. Be your best at the world's tests. Now wake and wash the dirt of the past off your face and just move on. Because, baby girl, you always had a beautiful smile. Brilliant. Brilliant. I meant to ask you before in the first half, Anna, when you were writing your plays in the past, was it a very different mm. technique you were finding when you were doing your plays and your poetry? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, like, you have to, like, you, poetry is very much so kind of what you're feeling there and then. It's kind of going, I want to capture this moment. I'm going to do it. I'm going to capture this moment, you know. Um, but plays, it's like, characters character development scene one scene two scene three all these rules that you have to follow to keep people interested and um then it has to own your brain for a couple of months and you have to think about nothing else and then you write it print it then you have to find actors directors get a theater get a grant blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of just like writing a poem <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll get it completely no, i agree i agree okay what's your second poem today then? called sticky feet and uh i don't even know if i like it or not i'm kind of in a love-hate relationship with it and i wrote it last year so this is called sticky feet there's so many goodbyes in life so many of them some of them we find impossible others we can deal with some goodbyes are <clears throat> are there with the hellos but the hellos be so vast it has us believe that our sight with our heart but there are three things that impede us Love, death, and change. Change being all those things really. Change will always come. It's, it's a surety. Those who put glue on their feet and stick to things that are unstickable forget how to love with all of their entirety. Get stuck in sticky habit, habit the heart. We are all but countable hours devoured by the heart. The nicest meal, but yet intoxicated by the foundings of psychology Studying the reasons of our every reaction, the buts and the becauses, the fear of the heart because of the befores, the dissatisfaction of the facts of why we do anything at all. When I was small, I feared death, asking questions of what was to be in the afters. And I was told, 
you'll find out. And we never gave up, clung on to each other like those freckles in our arms were slots for nails, never forgave, just ignored absolutely everything. And we never gave up until we did. And that goodbye went deep to, deep to the extent that I be a minor to the mishaps of the universe. And you rubbed your love into me like salt. And I always did prefer savoury to sweet. But no great hole was ever dug alone. And it be then that these sticky feet, sticking to only the unstickable, stuck only to me, to my own beating heart, the loudest sound I ever did hear. Fears of change and love and goodbye were denied as after you I found me. Change will always come. It's a surety. Thank you. Really? No, no, very, very good again, that. So, yeah, I quite like the title Sticky Feet, mind you. It's an interesting image, that one, straight away. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being yeah. stuck, you know, we've all been stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that straight away. No, excellent. Okay, on to number three then, when you're ready. Okay, and um, this one's called uh, Tokyo, New York, My Island. And it's kind of, it's about, how kind of Ireland um, isn't ready, wasn't ready or isn't ready for the speed it's going at. You know, because not too long ago, um, we were all farmers and now we are chain stores, you know. Yeah, and, yeah uh, there was, there was a There's a time in Ireland, well, I know everything's different now, but we're just going to have to take that into consideration, that they were stopping um, people from singing on streets you know, it was considered noise pollution and they used to be um, religious activists um, speaking on streets. And I, I think they were absolutely right to try and help and save people regardless of what your beliefs are, you know. So um, it just annoyed me. <laughs> so I wrote this piece called Tokyo, New York, My Ireland. In small towns, we are so brave. We see the rest of the world blossoming like Tokyo's on the New York's, forbidden of the fruits but still find our jobs and we work tirelessly to nourish what we have bloomed. Small town folk look for little. We volunteer, we shake buckets. We unhoard the sads of each other just to stick together. Local pubs, music, empty streets, like something forgotten. And we know what to do to keep our world alive. It's in our blood. That wind blowing in from the river tells us our next move and we know our space. We string from street, sing from street corners because some time ago our local coffee shops were replaced with chain stores and our farmland products were replaced with family packs, conveniences. Builders came for tourists and they knocked down our small town souls. When really we're just old school. Our entire country gets the commute to work in the Tokyos and New Yorks and we are not them. We are culture raised, raised on storytelling and song, culture raised in faith but still turned our hearts on the society of church when they took the lyrics from our pens. We know our streets because they are grounds we've always walked upon and no heritage can be wiped away that fast. And we know what to do to keep our world alive. It's in our blood. That wind blowing in from the river tells us our next move and we know our space. Too smart to be broken by nostalgia, but too broke to tattle, tackle the misconducts of progress. Our small towns are in our blood and we are the bravest. That one was written. Brilliant, yeah. I got, I got, I got an agreement with you when you're doing that one because Ireland, as in, as, as in England, in a different way, has changed a lot in the past 10 years. I know that for a fact it has. And it's like, you know yourself, they tell you, tell you talk about Dublin and Ireland. It's, 
it's completely different to the rest of Ireland, really, isn't it? Still, so no, it it really is. It is because like you, like you are allowed to be an independent shop owner or or whatever you like in Dublin. But like, um, I I think a lot of Ireland will agree that um our right of independent shop owners and stuff has been taken away. Everything's branch and competition, and there's money in it, and. Uh, well, we're going to go back to a lot of it now, do you know, because like a lot of farmers and butchers and stuff like that are being used more than supermarkets now, do you know, and um, like the struggle to just kind of keep our independence as business owners and shop owners and like artisans, like like all people that like you can live on your own trade and talent, do you know. So hopefully yeah. it'll go back to, you know, our farmers being our earth and stuff fingers crossed definitely i agree i do agree with you there so okay yeah. as i always say so, the big oh, conclusion now <laughs> yeah okay which which, which one like you actually oh yes so i'm gonna read this one it's called um i wrote it when the amazon was burning which is always burning do you know and i think uh, that a lot of the cures for all these diseases and stuff are being burnt down by <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> There's tribes and families and hundreds of years of things just being wiped out, animals that we don't know about, you know. And uh, why is this happening? You know, it's not fair because it's like our first um, source of oxygen pretty much for the entire world, you know. So this is called Amazonian Nights. And the night watches on. The stars always see. See the trees below them burn like the sky's mirror spreading their sad hearts into the air and burning back, laying carbon like a blanket, wrapping us all up tight, bunging the lungs of man, just like the man bunged the lungs of its planet. And all the while, the night watches on. As hell hath no fury, a woman scorned, and mother nature had she warned. Did you really believe that she would just grieve as you strip the skin from her bones, slaughtering her own so you can cover your toes? No, she will wrap you and trap you. And they say, and they say that trees only talk to those who know they are talking. Spread their words like a silence, and the ears of the earth listened, and they were told, white man is coming. White man will always come. He will drop bombs from the sky, and he will spread disease across the land like a sneeze. But in time, the earth will sneeze back washing a tsunami upon the riches of all man's creations, washing him clean of his sins, wash the land from all the hymns. And when all is quiet, earth will grow back with the bones of man in her root and the silence will speak, remembering, remembering that the silence preceded and outlived man, preceded stars that fell from the sky and creatures we never knew existed. And all the while, the night watches on. Thank you. Brilliant. Great way of finishing up that one. It's been a great session. Thank you very much for today. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so it. much so, for having me on. I'm flattered. Thank you very much. It's been a much. pleasure. Thank you again. Uh, hang around. A quick word to you off mic. But thank you again, Anna. Everybody stay safe and stay sane. And this is Andy N signing out. See you all soon, guys. Take care. Spoken Label. Thanks again for listening to another session of Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label, that's one word, Spoken Label, full stop, 
bandcamp.com and there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken later.